Welcome back to Many Windows, the podcast about education for anyone interested in education. Should be everyone. My name is John Cassie, and I'm joined, as always, by my dear friend and co-host... Jennifer McGlemory. Hi, Jennifer. Hey, it's, uh, it's autumn now, according to the calendar. Have you mm-hmm. had your first pumpkin spice something or other? Mm. Yeah, I have not uh, pumpkined or spiced yet. No, that's a lie. Uh, my partner brought home... Uh, a pumpkin pie from the grocery store this week, and it was meh. Yeah, grocery store pumpkin pie doesn't sound like the best. Yeah, I know yeah. one of my uh, teachers that I follow on Instagram is constantly posting like food that she and her husband are eating, and like this week it's been like pumpkin lasagna <laughs> and like all kinds of weird things that I'm not sure I'm on board with to uh-huh. be honest. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what to make of pumpkin pumpkin lasagna. I'll think about it for our next episode. Okay, good. Okay. Report back. Yeah. So Jennifer, who do we have with us this week? Yes, oh, it's I'm my sorry. guest. And what are we do? Why are we doing this? Oh, what are we doing? First? Why do and we then, do this? Yes. What's this all about? Yes. You guys, our listeners probably know by now that we are doing these bite-sized episodes about COVID and interviewing a different person each week and turning it right around so that the, so that it gets right out to you nice 30 minute approximately chunks and we have heard from a student we heard from a parent of a college and high school aged kids last week we've heard from a head librarian a head of schools a teacher and so i think we said last week that we would find the parent of younger, we're, we're going to do a couple of parents over the next couple of weeks, but it was my opportunity to choose the guest this week. Mm-hmm. So I invited Brittany McNamara. She is a parent that I've known for, gosh, Brittany, it's probably been like nine or 10 years now. Yeah. Um, because her kids went to the elementary school that I was at, and now they're at my middle school. And she has um, two stepsons who are one's a high school freshman, so just started, and the other's seventh grade. And then she also has um, a four year old at home, wow. too. So um, she has got her hands full there. But the the other reason I invited her, not just for her perspective um, with the ranges of of her kids, but she's also our PTSA parent education chairperson. And Mm -hmm. we had a great parent education panel on distance learning that she set up. It was last week. We actually recorded it. And I'm hoping maybe we can post that on our many windows youtube channel but she organized um a panel with a teacher and parent and our a tech person and she was also part of this panel at times and just had some great practical advice for parents uh during this time of distance learning and just setting up their workspace as well as she does a lot with um running some tech, um, you know, social media groups and connecting parents. And so I wanted to have her come on and talk about a few things with our listeners. So hi, Brittany. Hi. (laughs) Hi, Brittany. Hi, it's great to be here. Um, Good to have you. So in terms of the the Facebook groups that I'm running, I I started pretty early on uh, a group called Burbank COVID Double Bubbles. And the point of that was 
Um, everyone has been in isolation. Spring distance learning was very, very difficult for many people. Um, the reality of the situation is that everyone is, you know, isolated and afraid of COVID, but yet needs childcare. So the whole purpose of the group was to help people learn about the, the social bubbles, these very small exclusive mm. little bubbles that people can create to uh, fulfill social needs and childcare needs, but yet still be safe. And ideally you're keeping that exclusive, you're keeping the numbers really, really small. So I set up this group and invited parents to it and I created a ton of polls, polls to help people match with people who were similarly careful with COVID. Some people go to grocery stores, some people refuse, some people order, only order in and wipe all their groceries down on the porch. You know, just to help people mm -hmm. find people with common uh, lifestyles. And then I created a bunch of polls to help people find people at their school, classmates, um, you know, people could see who had what teacher, people could see what what kids were in a dual immersion Spanish uh, Spanish immersion. And that pod actually made it into the Burbank Leader. Um, they had a news article written about them. Um, they have a very successful outdoor backyard pod where they have uh, tents and like a sanitation station and they're in their masks. And they have one caregiver who they all share the cost of this baby, uh, you know, teacher or babysitter or whoever it might be that just monitors the distance learning, making sure they're all doing what they're supposed to be doing. Um, so does that she, way, does she speak Spanish? Like is part of the, and yes, that they're working on their communication, right? Yes. So every kid in that group is in the Spanish immersion. Oh, uh, so, so it was just a way to match people up and help them. And I thought I was going to start a pod. Um, and you know, we, cause we have the older kids, we thought they'd be completely independent and they mm. did their summer school completely independent. And I set up an outdoor preschool thinking I would have a little preschool kinder, you know, TK pod in my back area. And then um, it didn't work out because, you know, the, the summer school grades came in very, very late. <laughs> we had, I had to give this family about four days notice that I wouldn't be able to do this pod, which was of course very upsetting, but we had to figure out what our life was going to look like because we have a, a high schooler who is mostly pretty independent by high school but our middle schooler really needed uh, a little bit more support so we tried to figure out what we would do with that we set up their spaces very specifically um, our high schooler has one of those roll top desks and all his stuff is very organized and he is very 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 organized he's probably the most organized person in our house right now <laughs> day one of covid we were like, guess what, Gus, you are our organizer. You're going to go in the cabinets. <laughs> you're going to inventory every food we have. <laughs> we literally made a book of every type of food that we had so we could plan our, our groceries and do our mega shopping. And we did like one big mega shopping Costco trip and one big mega shopping Ralph's trip. And that was it for the entire pandemic. We have not been to a store. It's all been ordering in. Wow. You know, Brit Brittany, you know, you could you could probably have Gus start writing books about executive function for <laughs> for 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 teenagers, make a mint, and then and then you know he could just have staff do all of your stuff, all your shopping know. for you. Right? He's the best at it. I mean, he really, really is. I mean, he he just went in the cupboards and organized everything and labeled the cupboards, and uh, you know, he helps all of us with that. I need this child in my life. 
Exactly. Well, right. You know what that, that <laughs> makes me think about, Brittany, is at our parent ed night, I think you put something up on the, um, you know, on the screen at one point that I was just cheering internally because I know I've talked about it. It's chores, right? right. Uh, oh, yeah. Like the importance of chores for kids. And we didn't really get a lot of, we didn't end up really talking about it, but I was so glad to see it on there because I think it's so important that kids, well, you know, chores feels like a bad word, but it's really like, this is a way for your child to contribute to your family and household. And they get a lot of feeling of pride from that and purpose. Oh yeah. And our middle schooler, Vincent, he is our, he makes dinner almost every night. When we have him here, he makes dinner. And, and our four-year-old has been really missing him because of course they go back and forth between houses. And that was its own complication mm -hmm. during COVID. How do you go back and forth safely between houses? Right. Um, so uh, he, when he's here, he does like to cook dinner and he likes his certain spices. So before he comes back, we know we have to have, have cumin right. and we have to have certain spices because he likes to make taco night just so, you know? <laughs> and so, um, but yeah, we have this very old fashioned chores list that they've had mm -hmm. since I've been in their life, since we've all been in Burbank. And wow. this, this, they started at Roosevelt when they were in kinder and second grade. Mm -hmm. So since then they've had the same chores list and you learn a thing when you're two or three, four or mm -hmm. five, it has like specific age appropriate chores, you check them off. So we right. still have the one from then where it says G and V, like they finished that. This one finished that. Okay, that one knows how to do this now. And uh, and we do expect a lot out of them. Um, and the Entirely appropriate. Yeah, and our four-year-old uh, Finnegan <laughs> has been really missing Vincent because mm. Vincent has learned the chores he likes better than other <laughs> chores. <laughs> so he we learned that he cooks. Yes, he likes to cook, but also it's because he really does not like to clean up dinner. <laughs> and so he knows that whoever cooks dinner isn't responsible for cleaning up after dinner and he can just go play his video games. So Clever he is, lad. oh, he is going all out. He helps with the four-year-old. He reads to him. He puts on wildcrats and watches wildcrats with him. They chase lizards outside because his chore is babysitting his little brother, you know? Right. And then um, he makes dinner and then he gets to have his free time while his brother does the cleaning up. So and Finnegan's the four-year-old? Finnegan is the four-year-old. Yeah, is is he responsible for like um, you know automobile maintenance or doing the laundry or does he uh, does he pay the household bills? You no, know, not picking just up the yet. leaves. What does he do? Okay, Finnegan is is four, so oh, well. his chores include helping learn to set the table, uh, helping. He has a, he has a list. Everybody has a checklist when they wake up. So uh, the boys, the older boys, is pretty open-ended. It's basic things like you know drink a glass of water, get ready for school, take a shower, whatever it is you need to do, read, plan your day, make your bed, clean up after yourself for breakfast. They all make their own breakfasts. Um, they'll sometimes make breakfast for the four-year-old, uh, wipe down the counter, wipe down the bathroom counter, and then they get ready for school, right? The four-year-old has a four-thing checklist. <laughs> he has to uh, get dressed, which is a process when you're four, right? Word. <laughs> He has to get dressed. I try not to uh, impose too many things when he picks out whatever he's going to wear. And then, um, like, he has monster pants on right now. <laughs> you know, he likes to pick his clothes. 
uh, he has to eat his breakfast, clear his plate, and make his bed. And then sometimes things get fudged. Brushing teeth gets fudged. I mean, the reality of the situation is we all have a million things. We can't be perfect. So he has a list of four things he has to do. It could be helping put clothes away. It could be sorting laundry or putting uh, the plastic dishes away because we have a cupboard that's in his reach. So he can put away the dishes from the dishwasher that are plastic. Um, oh, he likes to fill the dishwasher with soap. He likes to help feed the dog. Mm. Um, <laughs> he likes filling the dishwasher a little too much. So we've had to put that dishwashing soap up high. Mm. Um, on all of this structure that, yeah, you, we that thrive you apply on has to have had, structure. has to have had these kind of really incredible uh, paying it forward benefits for teaching and learning. Well, not for oh, teaching and learning, but for yeah. learning in a COVID environment, right? How are they doing? They're doing great. They're doing really, really great. Um, our high schooler wants absolutely no help. He gets upset. Yeah. Like no I surprise. check on him every so often. I open the door. Do you need anything? And he's like, go away. What, yeah. you're into I need what? your absence. Yes, exactly. He does not want us involved. Uh, and if he has troubles, he wants to do it all by himself. But if he, you know, if there's like a certain subject he wants help with, I, I was a literacy coach when I was teaching. Mm, mm. And so he knows that he can come to me for English and history and writing. Um, but he doesn't really want any help with any other subject. It's just if he's struggling and Grammarly didn't do the job for him, you know, then he'll reach out for help. Um, our seventh grader is, is more sneaky. Um, summer school didn't go well because we had both of them in the same room and he was, uh, interested in the computer. And so like he, his whole entire class was online. It was actually probably too hard. Our high schooler tried to do some of it and couldn't do it. It was, it was genuinely probably too hard, but instead of when we would check on him, we would say, is everything going okay? He's like, yeah, it's fine. Go away, go away. But what we learned was in his bedroom, it was easy to sneak off to the bed. It was easy to scroll off onto Minecraft. It was easy to do other things and get distracted. And I think the reason he even took the class was that he wanted to be in the higher level math with his friends. Right. I was going to say, uh, really the only reason he wanted to do it. It's an important point. He was not doing typical summer school that we think of when you failed. No. Something. He was actually doing acceleration. He was trying to take a year long math class in like five weeks. Yeah. And he was trying to push himself into the next grade's math. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know, frankly, that that's what he was doing. I was like, oh, well, they reached out about math. He's taking this math. Thing. I don't know. And, uh, you know, I'm busy chasing a four year old. And so then when he took it, and he, it wasn't going well, he felt ashamed and he felt mm. sort of like, oh, mm. why don't I know this? And, and he didn't want to reach out. Mm. So we didn't know that he wasn't doing well in the class until he, I was helping him set up a group Zoom and I saw an email come in his email address that said his grade. And I was like, what? <laughs> oh my. <laughs> well, was that what you were expecting? And he got very upset and was like, oh, I feel bad. I'm ashamed, you know. And then that's when we finally were like, well, what is this class? Like, why, what exactly have you been doing? And like, how, what is this? And he had said that he wanted to be in the higher level with his friends. And there's no teacher. It's all automated. Mm -hmm. There's no instruction. It's just a bunch of assignments. 
and it wasn't the right fit. And so we just said like, you know, it's not a good time. Like it's not a good time to be trying to jump grades. It's mm -hmm. a good time to do your best where you're at and not worry about that. But also it was funny because we got his, his room assignments and checked in with his friends and they're not in that math class at all. Oh, that's Nobody's funny. in that math class if you <laughs> wanted to be in. Classic. Um, but you should have seen the relief on his face uh -huh. when we did not react to that failing grade, mm -hmm. when, when we were just calm and said, well, what happened? Was it too hard? Okay. Well, if it's too hard, that's not the right level for you. And that's what an F is. It's, if you don't pass a class, either it's not right for you or you didn't access the education or you were just gaming. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Which is it? <laughs> and it was a combination of those things. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of what we dealt with with that. Um, I can't and, do oh, anything. Oh, hold on one second. We have see. This is the kind of thing that happens. <laughs> right. Yeah, my my character is stuck. Oh, okay. uh oh, character is stuck. We're gonna unstick a character while we talk for just a second. I just want to say really quick while you're doing that, Brittany, is you know, this the conversation we were having about chores is exactly what you're kind of leading into, John, which is like structure. And even more so right now in this, you know, where kids are home all day, right. they need that structure. They need those checklists, yep. right? Yep. Because, and I think parents uh, don't realize how much structure that our teachers do provide at school, you know, and that we're doing a lot of these things. We're really like, we're prompting kids. We're going, okay, first we're going to do this. Then we're going to do this. Then you're going to do this. Don't forget, do this for homework. Don't forget, do this. And now it's like all of that is on them, either the, either the kids themselves to do or the parents to help their kids with. And so we talked at our parent ed night about some ways that you can help your kids to um, navigate that responsibility that is all on them now. And we talked about checklists. We talked about involving kids in choice. Mm -hmm. uh, with those lists too, where you like, what are the things that must be done? What are the things that, you know, you want to do in your afternoon time? And then, you know, moving, like writing those things on post-its and moving them over to the, to the done side. Oh and, yeah. And, right? and that's something that we, um, so we have a pretty tiny space for the amount of us in this space. And, uh, <laughs> so our seventh grader at first, when he was working in his room, it's just a little folding table. And, uh, I made his bulletin board, his closet. I took a piece of painter's tape and drew a big, you know, I made a big rectangle out of painter's tape and I taped up finger paint paper so that he could write on it like a whiteboard. Hmm. And then I, um, we looked at his calendar. We just put his actual school schedule up and then we put Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday on the finger paint paper and then put stickies like, okay, well, Tuesday is math and this class and this class. And so that's my assignments there. And then I move them over to done when they're done. Mm. Um, and I set up a jewel jar for him. And actually, once we moved him into our, he's a coworker now with my husband. So we, we ended up moving him so he could have some supervision in case there's temptation of gaming. Um, and also just, just to have someone in the room hearing the information because when you have boys sometimes, maybe it's not a boy thing, maybe it's just a gifted kid or kid thing, but um, they don't share <laughs> information. Mm -hmm. Well, what do you need to do? I don't, I don't know. 
I, I got it. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's nice to have my husband in the room with him just to kind of like hear the information. Um, or even if he's not hearing the information, if he hears clicking, a lot of clicking, he mm-hmm. knows that that's, that's being off task. That yeah. means probably <laughs> yeah. distracted by something. Um, Pretty good sign. He can just check the screen. You can just look over and see the screen. Uh, and that's going really well. He does PE with him. <laughs> you know, like it's, <laughs> it's uh, they do things together. Um, but once we moved him into that room, he's still at the folding table and we have up again, the finger paint paper and the, the painter's tape. It has his schedule and it also has uh, growth mindset stickies. So I looked nice. online and saw these growth mindset posters I would buy if we had space, wall <laughs> space for posters. And I made a bunch of little tiny stickies so that when he gets into a mindset of, oh, well, I just can't do this or it's too hard or whatever the thing is that he's going to head trip about, I can just take the sticky down and just say, nope, this is what you're going to think about. And that's how we help with homework. We, we help him. I can teach him persistence. I don't have to teach mm-hmm. him math. I can teach him persistence. I can teach him growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he has a hanging, uh, one of those things that you hang in the closet usually for shoes. Um, he has a hanging thing in, mm-hmm. in the room facing him. And on that are his fun video game accessories staring at him mm-hmm. because he knows that he has to finish his work quickly. And then if all is done, work, chores, helping with everything that has to be helped with dinner, the, the four-year-old, then he gets his video game time at 7.30. And it's right. always at 7.30. He can count on that so long as all his work is done. And that really does help him because he sees it. It's in front of him. He's got a jewel jar. He's big on rewards. And when we started them young with chores, I did a teacher jewel jar. I had a jewel jar that was the filler and I had a vase and it was level one, level two, level three. Mm -hmm. And as people did chores that they did not want to do, they got jewels and they got to decide how many jewels. Maybe they really disliked cleaning up dinner. So that was a 12 jewel (laughs) chore and that filled up that thing quicker. And when they would hit level one, they got a community reward because at first it was competition. So they got a community reward of we all order ice cream or whatever the case may be. And then the second was a better one. And then the third one, we all like went out to dinner and did something special. Um, Your classroom management is aces, Brittany. Yeah, (laughs) we're all about the classroom management. And John is loving all of the like, you know, language of gaming too that's kind of embedded in this right totally (laughs) totally yeah well and we figured out how to do um so i'm not a gamer at all uh and that's frustrating because they are and so what we've done to kind of fulfill their social needs at this point because everybody is too scared to gather uh we have a recurring every saturday night zoom from 7 30 to 9 30 where they just jump on and they decide what games they're going to play and they play ah, it's Roblox, you know, they, the gut, the oldest picks the game because yeah. at first the whole time was spent figuring out what they were going to play. Right. Arguing. <laughs> so we said, okay, you need to be more organized. You're going to decide in advance. What are we playing? Everybody get ready for that. And so that's what they did um, last week. And that seemed to be going well. Um, the little list, it's hard for me because I am a very, very anti-screen person and this COVID situation, I mean, there's really not a lot of good 
choices, you do have to use the screens as a babysitter. Um, especially if I'm working with a big kid with school and my husband's working, everybody's working. You know, right now he's on a, he's on a game. He's on a wild Kratz game. And um, we, you know, we're very, very strict about screen time because we have high structure because everybody thrives that way. Is that right for everyone? No, it doesn't matter what other people do, but for our family, for getting good grades and being well slept and, you know, well balanced, mm -hmm. we have to very much restrict and structure how we use screens. They are not glued to their screens all day. They're not on Google Classroom all day. They know they check during school, they know they check after school, and then their gaming is at 7.30 and it's that structured. Um, with the four-year-old, he had zero screen time for the longest time. Um, so our kids are, some of our kids are twice exceptional and we still don't know what's the deal with the four-year-olds. We might be in that category, definitely needed OT, still probably needs OT. So, you know, we do our best with like home structuring that it, it, we have gymnastics mats in the back and I got a rope obstacle course. And so, and a sensory swing. So we do a lot of climbing and jumping and leaping and a lot of Play-Doh and a lot of water beads and, you know, all the things that he did in OT when there was OT. Mm. Um, but when we over screen, we get tantrums and lack of mm. sleep and all kinds of problems. Right. Right. So we do restrict. Um, I had a whole, I bought a whole homeschool curriculum for the preschooler. It's called Blossom and Root. It's the secular homeschool preschool curriculum. And I started off strong and I was doing it perfectly. And then life happened. You know, it's, this is not a good time for things being perfect. And um, my aunt is the head of a Head Start program in Missouri. And she was like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay to just put on PBS all day. Like that's okay right now. This is a really strange time and you know, forget all your rules and you're doing fine doing all of the puzzles and blocks and everything you're doing, it's totally fine. And then she had me simplify what I was doing so that it wasn't stressful to just having him make a little plan. So he makes a plan and I have little centers of things all over the house, which is just the way our house is set up anyway. And then um, he plans what he does and then he has to clean up what he does and then we put it away and there's we talk about his plan and how it went and why he changed his plan yesterday he we had a plan to go play baseball and then he changed his plan to dress up like a superhero and build lots of blocks and crash into them so we, we changed the plan and that's fine um so i do jump in on that curriculum whenever i can when there's time when we have the the when the house isn't full of laundry, you know, when, when everything is put away and things are feel comfortable, then we do preschool. And I use that curriculum. Um, he's learned about Beethoven. He's learned about, um, you know, art. We do a lot of hands-on learning. So, you know, we do the best that we can with what we have. And that's why I did choose that quote for the parent ed, do what you can with what you have where you are by Roosevelt. Right. That's a good quote for right now because yeah. everybody deals with their own stuff and nobody's going to necessarily look the same. And uh, that we can just do our best. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the perfect note to end on is, you know, that, that, 
we started by talking about the need for structure and helping your kids set up a an area and having checklists and chores and yet all of that sometimes goes out the window and you have to allow yourself that grace and you yep. have to be okay with things falling apart because in this time they absolutely are and even i think that's a good message for us to know our whole lives you plan right what i have a i have a friend who always says um man plans and god laughs and uh, i've certainly been saying that a lot recently but um Brittany, you have so many great tips for parents um is there anything that you want to plug or uh, a resource that you think was really helpful that you just want to share here in our last minute sure. or two? Sure. So the, the preschool curriculum, I really do love it. It's a nature-based preschool curriculum um, and it's secular. It's called Blossom and Root and you download it and you can print it from home. It, they learn their letters. They learn about art, nature. It, it's a very uh, fun, hands-on curriculum. Um, if somebody's looking for pods, needs childcare, we did post a list of nannies and there is a list of pods in the Burbank COVID double bubble Facebook group. I'll um, provide a link in the show notes. Sure, absolutely. Um, other than that, no, I think that, um, you know, our, our sort of takeaway is that our kids, you know, worst case scenario, ever, I've heard over and over parents online saying they think they're a failure. Worst case scenario, our kid doesn't pass a class this year guess what? They could just retake it. Mm -hmm. You know, like the worst case scenarios really shouldn't be, in my opinion, about school. I think they should be about your health. Like if we're all healthy and mm -hmm. safe, that is number one. And our mental health is number one. And mm -hmm. school is secondary to me. And I'm, I'm a former teacher. So to me, yeah. that's a big deal. But yeah, that's, that's kind of how we're living. Low yeah. pressure. Yeah. Yep. I think this I is think the year of the state of grace. Yeah. Yes. Yep. That's absolutely right. I have a lot of um, parents who have asked me, you know, what am I going to do about my child falling behind? And I always tell them like, everybody's in the same boat. Like we're all falling behind together. <laughs> the teachers are aware of this, you know, next year we're, we're going to be doing a lot of review. It's going to be okay. Your kid is not going to fall behind and everybody else is racing ahead of them. Well, so. and we do have, uh, you know, we do have therapists that we talk to with our, with our littlest. Cause I was concerned, what is this going to do to our littlest kids? Mm. And she promised me, this is just going to be like a blip. Mm -hmm. He said yep. to talk about all this hard stuff with him with pretend dinosaurs, like pretend play with the dinosaurs and just like have them be talking about it, stuff that's right. hard. Right. Um, but that it's, he's not going to be traumatized unless our mental health goes down and we do some behavior that is traumatizing. Right. Brittany, it's been extraordinary to have you uh, on this program. Thank you. Uh, and uh, you shared enormously helpful uh, suggestions about, uh, frankly, the way that you're navigating this very peculiar time. And I'm sure they will be of great help to our listeners. And we hope to uh, have an opportunity to speak again uh, with you when we get to a point where we've had a a change in the dynamic and you yourself have had to adapt and and pivot so i'm looking forward <laughs> to that okay okay sounds good <laughs> all right so listeners thank you so much 
you know where to find us. Five star reviews on Apple uh, podcasts are, are always a delight to see. And we look forward to seeing you again next week for another conversation about living in this strange time that we're living in. Thanks, Brittany and Jennifer. See you next week. Okay. Thank bye, you. John. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Thanks, Brittany. Bye-bye. Thank you.